Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Time for another edition of the Financial Answer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Nathan, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, it's, oh, fa- uh, great, it's, fantastic, it's and awesome. I know. I know. It's just that time of year, you know, when okay. things, are, things are perfect. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hmm, somebody's a happy boy today. It's That's fantastic, right. great, and awesome. I want to be right. those things. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Everything's yeah, going, going good. Going well. Had a chance yeah, to do any is. flying lately? I have, yes, yeah. uh, yes, been flying and uh, been enjoying that as much as possible. You know, this time of year is always difficult, but uh, if I can catch the occasional day when it's sunny that uh, I'm not having to work too hard, then I can maybe sneak away in an afternoon and get an hour or so in. So it's been good. Okay. What about fishing? No. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I do have a trip coming up, so I plan on going over to the White River in April. So okay. I got right. that. Yeah, excited about that. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I got a, I got a fun fact I got to ask you real fast. <laughs> okay. This is, this is hysterical. Right. This cracks me up. Now, we both kind of live in, in, in the country a little bit. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> but this is an interesting stat. 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> is that <Yeah>. not nuts? <laughs> that is crazy. That's why it's one of the largest. Well, companies. I was going to say now that's either by design. Now you could you could go back and forth. Is the debate is it chicken or the egg, right? So do did Walmart <laughs> right. put its store there so they could be, you know which would make sense obviously to place your store where you can get most people can get to it. Oh yeah. Or the conversation becomes do people tend to gravitate and move in and around where the Walmart goes? Hopefully not. Right. Hopefully not. But that's, that may be the case. Yeah, chicken or the egg. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do you think are you within ten miles? I'm not. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You are within 10 miles. Absolutely. Really? Yes. I mean, you know, Huntington is, uh, of course, that's where I live. So right. Huntington is a mile across. And so there's a Walmart oh, okay. there. So, right. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a small town. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think, you know, I'll have to drive it. I don't think it's 10 miles. But now that I'm curious, 10 miles is longer than people think. It is. Yeah. Um, and now yeah, as, as the crow flies, I definitely think I'm 10 miles. But I don't know about road-wise. I'll have to try yeah. it. I'll have to test it. So there you go, folks. That's your challenge this week mm-hmm. on the uh, financial answer. Next time you head towards the Walmarts. Uh, hit the uh, the odometer. See if you're one of the ninety percent. <laughs> yeah, hit the odometer and see if you uh, if you fit into that ninety percent. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's get into our topic this week, and that is inheritance one hundred and one. Yeah. Um, got awesome. more questions that have come in. Uh, we're going to talk again about the Secure Act because there's been a lot of questions about this. Um, yes, so let's tackle have. some major questions. And I decided to not make it all just about the Secure Act. So let's just talk about in- inheritance in general. But okay. we will touch on the Secure Act and the elimination of the stretch. Yeah. Okay. Yet again. Okay. So <laughs> uh, most people uh, worry about tax implications of money that they're inheriting. Well, I think we had an email question a few weeks back. Somebody asked about that. They were wondering if their dad should start you know, gifting them money early before he passes oh, because yeah. they were worried mm-hmm. about implications of inheriting money. So tax implications... What do they need to know on the on the front end here uh, about potential tax implications of inheritance? 
Well, realize for the most part, you know, inheritances are not going to be taxable to you. So it's, you know, most Estate of the tax things. Estate tax is pretty high, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's over $5.5 million per person. So your mom and dad would have an $11 million exemption. So Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, most people don't have to worry about that at all. It's not a big deal. So, you know, life insurance is tax-free, you know, income tax-free, all of that kind of thing. Property is going, if it's left through a will or anything like that, so it's going to be, uh, you know, get the stepped-up cost basis so the property just jumps up in value from the time that that your parents passed away okay. and so you can turn around and sell it if you want to at that point uh, if you wait years down the road then you may have to pay a little capital gains taxes on it from from the date of your parents passing to the sale date it can have an increase in value that's potentially taxable there um, so but for the most part you know that's not what happens you know and uh, money you know maybe from checking accounts savings accounts stuff like that it all passes really efficiently and, and tax-free okay. uh, to those things. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all of those things pass super efficiently. Uh, the IRAs don't pass as efficiently as they used to, 401ks and all with, you know, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, with the SECURE Act, but they still pass pretty efficiently. You don't have to cash them out immediately. You can spread it out over 10 years and, and well, you know, you, okay. you don't yeah. have to do all that at one time. So, well, you, you've kind of um, walked right into that for me. So, yeah. Oh, so, okay. what is the major thing that, that will affect people that are inheriting money in the imminent future? Uh, I would say the 10 years versus, yeah. you know, 30 or yeah. whatever, right? Absolutely. It is. It's 10 versus your lifetime is ultimately what it comes down to. So, You've just got to um, there's going to be a little more work, I think, on the on the advisor's part. And I think on the person that inherited it, because you've got to you don't have a requirement to take a distribution each year like you used to. So there's not a required minimum that you had every single year. You just have to get rid um, of it within 10 you years. You just have to do it over a 10 year or during a 10 year time frame. Yeah. It's got to be liquidated by the end of that 10th year. So. Okay. Uh, you know, tax planning wise, it, it probably would make sense to take a small distribution every year for 10 years, maybe 10% or something. So, you know, going over that time frame. But, you know, you could be in the situation where your income is going to be really high for a couple of years. So you don't want to take a distribution during those times. And it, it just allows a lot more flexibility um, for high income earners that have received an inheritance through an IRA. But it can be a potential problem. So it's definitely more work on the advisor and the accountant's part to make sure things are set up correctly and done right for the person that's receiving it. Okay, so and let's backtrack a bit on this. So with the elimination of that, that's the stretch IRA that we're talking about here inside that, um, this really kind of targets the kids. So it's it does, it's not yes. the spouse and it's no, not like right. minor children. No difference for your spouse, right. um, you know, or anything like that. And uh, if even if I think the beneficiary, the children are – you know, well, it couldn't be children, but it's ten, yeah, I think if they're minor, yeah, I think if they're some, minors, yeah, I think it doesn't affect right. them. But yeah, no, that's right, that's right. But the so, idea, I mean, think about it. Really, the the majority of this is that you're going to probably be in your fifties. Well, Nathan, you're you're actually you're in the similar situation. You have an uh, an inheritance. I do, uh, yeah, yes, so from parents. So yes, a lot of I times, do. if you figure we're going to be in our sixties, seventies, or eighties when we pass, and we're leaving, we we were leaving an IRA to our kids. They're probably in their thirties, forties, or fifties. Yes. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so, that's right. And with mine. I was grandfathered in. My parents passed away before the law was in effect, exactly. and so I'm yeah. grandfathered into the old law. But if you know, if you have a parent pass away this year going forward, 
uh, then it's going to follow these new rules and you have to make sure you do things right. So it is something that you just, you really do need to talk to your accountant or an advisor about it and make sure that you do things correct. Well, especially if you are planning, if you're a, you are a parent and you were planning on leaving, um, using this vehicle, this tool as a way to, you know, leave some generational wealth, then you definitely want to talk because that again has been eliminated. So it's an issue because, you know, I mean, I have a lot of clients that have a million dollars in their 401k or an IRA or something. And let's say you never touch it or touch half of it. Yeah, exactly. No, it's got to be distributed over their, you know, over their kids 10 years, basically. So it's a lot. It can be a lot of taxable income to the kids that we're, we're doing planning on. So, right. And making sure that, that that's done correctly. And you correctly. think about it this way, too. If you're wanting to leave that, your kids are probably going to be in their highest earning income years by the time you do leave that to them. So that, <laughs> I know. that could definitely kick them up. And so you want to have that yeah. conversation about ways to find a different tool or a different vehicle, a different way to go about leaving that. Had that Was that your option? Was that your choice? Anyway? Yeah. So. And, you know, conversions may be a good idea for some. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it's not going to be, you know, so it just, it, there's a lot of factors that have to be considered based on spending and tax rates right. and everything. So there's just a lot that you've got to look at. But uh, anyway, there's some fun things to work on okay. with this. So. All right. Well, that's part of our Inheritance 101 conversation. So again, uh, tax implications, make sure you're having the conversations about how to uh, handle that. Uh, knowing up front is certainly a little bit better if you can do that. Of course, looking at the Secure Act changes as we just addressed. So let's go into a couple more here on our, okay. our topic for this week. Yeah. What are some common mistakes that you see people make with their estate? So as they're setting it up, that makes it more difficult for the beneficiaries. <laughs> what beneficiary sometimes okay you know it's right. like you forgot to do that what what were you thinking you know <laughs> okay <laughs> make so sure you've got that listed <laughs> I, hate, so. I hate to use a current tragic situation but for example the the awful situation with uh with uh kobe bryant with kobe, and his, yeah. his kids yeah. but i'm thinking about the other family on there uh it was a husband a wife and a daughter i don't know if they have other kids but contingent yeah. beneficiaries would be crucial in that kind of situation because mom and dad went at the same time, right? It is. It is. And so many people don't set that up, especially on IRAs and 401ks. They don't set up that contingent. So um, I mean, the odds odds are small that both people go at the same time, but it does happen. And especially if you leave money to underage children, then who's the guardian? You know, you've got to do the estate planning part to make sure that that's taken care of. So those are some major things. Uh, And then another thing that I see, since I'm in a rural area that I see quite a bit, is just leaving farms large acres family farms things like yeah so you know a lot of times what i see is we're going to leave the family farm it's 500 acres we're going to leave it to the three kids all in one chunk and none of the three kids want it they're going to sell it and so there's a portion of the farm that's more valuable than the others but one child wants you you know wants something so yeah how do you divvy that up it's really difficult and i've actually been working with some clients on this recently and you know just trying to figure out how we're going to split this farm up and basically fortunately all the kids are in agreement, and you know they're going to get appraisals they're going to you know put some markers out now because they've seen it was an inheritance from their parents and they've seen how it was you know it was fortunate that that they were able to work together really well through all these years but but the kids aren't as close you know their yeah. kids aren't as close as as what they were and so there's just a lot of issues that could come up so the parents are like we got to take oh, care yeah, of this no, before a, we pass yeah you know? that, that's a multi-headed um, dragon possibly yeah it can be so you know there's a lot of work that has to go into that and you know it's fortunate to have that and to be able to have a farm like that sure, and, you yeah. know especially if you want to keep it that's great it's super easy if everybody wants to keep it but when you get into you know seven eight ten grandkids 
then it, right. and, uh, you know there's going to be two or three that don't you know oh yeah <laughs> or maybe yeah. even two or three only two well, or three that do so exactly um, and so that, i was so. gonna and i was gonna ask you so when we're talking about common mistakes since you went that route is also one not having conversations and making some plans ahead of time yes. to find out like that's yeah. just that i mean set everybody down and go look and no one wants to talk about grandma and grandpa passing but who's interested in this and who's not I honestly think, you know, that's one of the best things that you can do with your kids is talk to them about your plan, your estate plan, your retirement plan. Let them know what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish, and this is how you're planning on leaving things. And then see what they want. Yeah, that's right. There's very little confusion at that point, and it makes it so easy to, you know, pass the estate, especially if all the kids and grandkids are in agreement with everything. So uh, it's important to have those conversations and just it's not fun to talk about, you know, whoever passing away nobody likes sure, that but it's yeah. it's a part of life yeah, it's all, it's going to happen to us so just do that it's it's a simple conversation okay uh, yeah. so the flip side of this what are some common mistakes that we could toss out for folks to think about on the receiving end so you've received an inheritance <laughs> what are some mistakes that those folks might yeah, make? yeah so the the common mistakes are buying the corvette and the boat and another boat and <laughs> right. another boat you know so yeah. i'm like ah oh, don't do that no, no, that's no. stupid right. you know yeah. but but really i mean most of the time people don't do that i do see that occasionally but you know not taking the time to actually calculate what that boat is going to cost you in 10 years. You know, okay. in, in potential growth, you could have saved that money and bought that. Now, if it's a large sum of money, really large sum of money, and it's a small percentage that you're buying with the boat, that's fine. You know, do something like that. That's okay. Reward yourself if you want to. But but look at your financial future first and make sure that everything fits in and you're going to have a little bit extra money left over and put that in your plan and then go buy the Corvette, go buy the boat. Don't just run out here and do these things instantly when you know when you receive that inheritance so okay um, all right you know it's I, other? I had a I had a guy that I met with earlier um, in the year last year, so 2019, early 2019. He received a 250 thousand dollar inheritance. His father passed away. Um, his mother, I guess, wasn't in his life, so it, it went to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was 27 at mm. the time, 250 thousand. Okay. Okay. Um, and I told him I was like, look, if you just will invest invest this. Even, you know, take 50000 do something with it, invest the rest, and you'll never have to save for your retirement. Again, you, at 60, you'll have $3 million at an 8% rate of return. So, right. you know, set up for life, but just that one thing. And he didn't listen. You know, we talked mm. about that in the last show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he didn't listen. And anyway, he came back in toward the end of last year, and it was all gone. Oh, you wow. Know, he bought a house and a couple of cars and, you know, stuff. And, and the house was a dump, evidently, because he was having, I mean, he was just in really bad financial trouble. Mm, so that's unfortunate. That so yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe a common mistake is not taking the time to step back and process what you want to do, plan. need to do. It's, plan. it's all about planning, okay. you yeah. know, with this kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, you get some money like that and you think about even like a diet. You go, yeah, I'm on a diet and I've been doing really good. So today won't be a big deal if I have a little splurge. <laughs> but if you just give yourself a few But then you wear it again tomorrow. That's yeah, the thing. Or, or, yeah, well, yeah kind of like yeah. we were talking about. So, Or if you wait, if you kind of can talk yourself out of that immediately, then mm-hmm. you might not go back to it later. So that what was the, the whole, if it was a good idea today, it'll be a good idea tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Versus if you can same hold thing on to that. Idea. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, just, just hold on to it for six months. Don't spend a dime. 
you know, for six months and and then meet with an advisor, meet with whoever, meet with someone you trust. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, and make some good decisions from that point. But do not touch it for six months, you know, and then then go from there. So and that discipline can help you go a long way into absolutely. doing something uh, more effective and more efficient yeah. along down, down the way. Yes, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. OK, so, all right. So there's some good things to think about. Final one here for our Inheritance 101. Just what are some important first steps to share with us? If you've just received an inheritance and you just don't have a clue where to start. Yeah, I mean, I think I, the six just, months. I would go back. Yeah, the six months. That would be perfect. Just don't make a mistake, uh, you know, early on. And that I think that's really the pressure that people have is they've, they've received this chunk of money. And a lot of times it's a big chunk of money because really we're seeing the largest inheritances ever passing from one generation to the next. So it's, it's usually a large sum of money. And, you know, you want to go out and buy something that you've always wanted or whatever. And right. even, you know, even paying off your house, you need to see if that works in your plan. You know, you need to make sure that it's the right thing for you to do because it may not, it may leave you, you know, cash poor for your retirement or something. So you need to look at all the different options and just Wait, calm down a little bit, wait for a time, right? And then meet and then, with your advisor and then talk, or find an advisor, right? That would be yeah, a step. No, to, that's right. And talk to that's a couple right. of them, pay them for like, and I think maybe that's the conversation too, Nathan, right? Instead of saying, well, maybe people who don't realize if they get money, well, if I go work with an advisor, you know, they're going to want a percentage. Or and it's like, well, no, just pay them like a single fee for their service to give you just an evaluation. Pay them for a plan, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, I mean, that's unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of that, but there are advisors that will do that, work with a CFP work with a charter retirement planning council like me. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what we do. So um, we make sure that things are set up right and it's unbiased recommendations. So if you're working even with another advisor and you want that, you know, uh, am I on track? Am I doing the right thing? Or you want that plan or whatever, then you can pay a planner to do that for you. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, that's our inheritance 101. So if you have come into one or you think there's a chance you're going to be coming into one. And now again, no one wants to think about, you know, the possibility of losing a parent or grandparent, but it does happen as a fact of life. And if you know that could be potentially on the horizon or you're unsure, or you're one of the people looking at leaving an inheritance, make sure you're having a conversation with your advisor uh, to have things set up the right way. And as Nathan mentioned, he is a Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. He's an RIA as well. And as always, you can subscribe to the podcast at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. We make it super simple for you to book time with Nathan or get the Investor Awareness Guide uh, or just to submit questions, whatever you'd like to do. And as always, you can subscribe to the podcast from the website. You can also just search it if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts. Just type in The Financial Answer or Google or whatever platform you choose. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up with an email. I was shifting through some of these so I could kind of find one that may Maybe was related. So this one I think fits our topic today. Okay. From good. Diane. Diane, if you're checking out the podcast, this go around. Here's your question. She says, My son graduated from college and his grandfather, my dad, gave me ten grand as a graduation gift for awesome. him. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. he wants him to use it for investing. So my son has asked me what he should do with oh, it. Great. And I yeah. just don't know what to tell him. So yeah. thoughts, please. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. And uh, and this will be a good learning experience for him. So, you know, I mean I would absolutely recommend to buy index funds, okay. you know, heavily allocated towards stocks, you know, 75% or more towards stocks, more than likely if he's going to use it for 10 years down the road or, or longer than that, then that's a good allocation. Buy index funds, buy the market basically, and not just the U.S. market, buy international markets as well. Vanguard, fantastic for that. You know, you can okay. use Vanguard funds, do that. You can talk to an advisor, get this set up and, and get some guidance from an advisor. We'd be glad to help you and, and offer specific funds for that. But 
ultimately it comes down to don't be trying to stop pick don't market time with the money don't right, you know don't right. gamble that money away. i mean he's, and he's let's say he's 24 25 probably yeah probably you know so it's, he's got that's probably 40 years if he, 10 grand <laughs> if in 40 he's gonna years, use yeah. it for retirement yeah that's right so it may be you know for a first house or something well, sure, true. but yeah. you've got to invest it on your time horizon and then from there uh, choose the allocation that's appropriate but you're going to find that index funds you know that are that are following market indexes that's why they're called index funds they're going to be active managers over time so uh, historically they have we would think they would continue going forward so buy index funds it's they're very low cost they help you get the full return of the market and um, and you can do well with that over time so All right good cool. educational process and fantastic gift from granddad there so great it question is, yeah. diane yeah uh, and again also talk with the son about what he would like to do long term i don't think give him let him the option to say i want a big screen and a black you know and a playstation 5 or whatever <laughs> um, you right. know, so yeah 10 grand over you know a amount of time could do well so, it can yeah, yeah. all yeah, right can. well fantastic that's going to wrap it up this week here on the financial answer thanks so much for tuning into the podcast we always appreciate it as always 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 make sure you subscribe or share with someone who might benefit from the message do so at the financialanswer.com and if you do have questions concerns before you take action always talk with a qualified professional like nathan he's an ria you can call him at 855-51-CODE that's 855-51-COACH. All right, buddy. I will see you soon. You have a good one, and uh, we'll talk later. All right. Sounds good. You too, man. We'll catch you next time here on The Financial Answer. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.